I'd like to start by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the lands we're broadcasting from today and the lands you're listening to us from. I pay my respects to Elders past and present. I take a moment to acknowledge traditional custodians' connection to and care for country that here extends back some 60,000 or so years and continues today. I also acknowledge any First Peoples listening to this episode. I know I certainly grew up with the, if you fall off, you get back on straight away again. If a horse has ditched the rider, it's a pretty explicit no. A big welcome to episode one of an equine conversation, a podcast brought to you by Abby's Run Equestrian. I'm your host, Sarah Nichols. I have been teaching people about horse management, handling and riding for over 27 years through riding schools, pony clubs, working equitation clubs, adult riding clubs and privately. And I am the founder and owner of Abby's Run Equestrian. Through an equine conversation, I'll share my expertise with you along with helping you connect to and hear from some amazing experts in their own field. We'll also be talking with horse owners about their journey with their animals. This podcast aims to help you, the horse owner, improve your knowledge by giving you access to top quality information that will help you be the best horse owner you can be so that you can give your horses the best life possible. We'll explore ways our horses can be physically and mentally healthier through topics around training, horse health, enrichment, emergency preparedness, history, our own mental well-being and physical health and more. These podcast episodes are absolutely designed to be thought-provoking and they may bring you some ideas, approaches or information that you haven't come across previously. The prevailing dogma for humans working with horses for thousands of years has been that the horse is there to serve us and fulfil our needs. From horses going into battle, to ploughing the fields, pulling the cart and working in mines. Despite the industrialisation of the Western world to a place where horses are now not so much a necessity as a luxury, a fun hobby, and us knowing that they are a sentient being, the dogma of the horse being there to serve us and fulfil our needs has, in large part, continued. So then, why should we now start to listen instead of pushing through when the horse says no? In this episode, we're going to explore why it's okay that our horses say no how our horses are saying no, why we should listen to and respect the no, and what to do about it when the horse says no. We'll also touch on when it's okay to override the no. So horses say no in many different ways. Some are more subtle and some are more obvious. If a more subtle or what we could say a whispered no is missed by the human, it can escalate to a more explicit or overt no. This more explicit or overt no can often be an undesirable behaviour. We maybe then get sidetracked looking to fix instead of addressing what the initial no was about in the first place. Many of us, me included, have been taught to ignore the no's from our horses and to make them say yes to do what we want. I know I certainly grew up with the, if you fall off, you get back on straight away again. If a horse has ditched the rider, it's a pretty explicit no. So why might a horse be saying no? Well, there's quite a few reasons, but we can group them pretty broadly. 
And the first one is pain. If a horse is in pain or finding something uncomfortable, it's very likely to be saying no to whatever that thing is. And horses are really clever at figuring out the thing that comes before the thing that comes before. So the no might not happen at the time that the painful thing is about to start. The horse may have a learning history where they understand the events that lead up to the thing that's painful. And so maybe the no that the handler is hearing is that the horse doesn't want to be caught. And it's not that the catching of the horse is painful. Maybe it's actually to do with the fit of the saddle not being comfortable and causing the horse pain. So pain is a really big one, a really big reason that horses will say no. Another reason that horses might be saying no is around the perception of pain. So if a horse has a learning history that what's happening or about to happen has caused pain repeatedly in the past, the horse can be of the mind, I guess, that this time it's going to be painful again, even if we know it won't be. So if we take our saddle fit example that we just discussed briefly, and the horse has had an ill-fitting saddle for some time, and so saddling up has equated to pain, or the riding with that saddle has equated to pain, even when we address the saddle fit issue, the horse may still say no to having the saddle on because their perception is that saddle on equals pain. The third grouping of the reasons that a horse might be saying no are if they're confused about what we're asking of them. And this happens really often. As humans, we can be uh, quite loud in our body language and, and we add into that our ability to be verbal. And so we can be quite loud and perhaps not super clear um, what we're asking of the horse. And so if they're confused and, and maybe or frustrated about what we're asking, they might say, no, no, sorry, I don't get what you mean. And I think it's really important here to just stop and say, it is really, really, really okay for a horse to say no. As humans, we are afforded the opportunity to say no repeatedly throughout the day. Our horses live in really controlled environments where they have minimal choice. So it's really great if we can give them this opportunity to say no and that we respect when they do say no and give them that opportunity to have some choice in their life. So what does saying no look like? Okay, well, there are many, many ways that saying no can present. And a lot of these are quite overt. They're quite easy to spot. So it might look like a horse not wanting to be caught. It might look like a horse moving away from being groomed, a horse moving away from being saddled up, a horse biting while the girth is being done up, a horse refusing to load on a float. It could look like immobility, so the horse not wanting to move. And then some of the more explicit no's, which I'm sure you're familiar with, can look like bucking, bolting, rearing, pig rooting, biting and kicking. So those no's are pretty easy to spot. They're pretty big. There are more subtle no's, the whispered no's that can come before that. And they can be really small things like the horse leaning slightly away from you or turning their head away. And maybe it's their facial expressions, wrinkling around the nose, a brief pinning of the ears. Here are just three examples of times when I've seen horses say no. The first example is of a mare that friends of mine own. Some years ago now, she went from being a really easy float loader to not wanting to load for no readily apparent reason. So a big no from the mare. The friends had a trainer work with her maybe one or two times. And while there was some progress, the mare still was not loading readily. 
Further investigation on what was going on eventually revealed that the timber on the float ramp that sits between the rubber and the metal outer had been rotting and so it had become unstable underfoot. The mare was most likely reacting to this change in stability of footing. If I recall rightly, and admittedly my memory is a little hazy as this is over a decade ago that this happened, uh, so I could be mixing stories, once the ramp was fixed and the mare was confident about that, she returned to loading well. The second example involves one of our horses, Fernando, a few years ago. This situation really sticks in my mind as I was able to capture quite a spectacular photo of him in a high rear side-on. What I didn't get on film was the first rear that happened before that second one when he was facing me. Uh, So some very, very explicit, loud nose there. The situation was that it was in the warmer months of the year, but if you know our weather here in Victoria or down in the capital city of Melbourne, you might know that we're quite renowned for having very variable weather. And on this day, there was a sudden cold snap. I had thought that Rufus and Fernando wanted to go up the hill to where there was more fresh grass. However, Fernando said no, first in a number of smaller ways before he resorted to that spectacular rearing. Um, And I unfortunately didn't read his smaller nose before he, you know, expressed that with a yell. So once I woke up to that, um, I tried a different plan. I set them up with some hay in a much less exposed place on the property and he was calm and quiet immediately. The third and final example here is with Rufus, another of our horses. We know that unfortunately, despite being only quite young, he has unusual arthritic changes in his near hind hock. So that is his left back leg and the joint that's about halfway up the leg. This makes him uneven behind and unsound. He doesn't like it very much when my partner Ben goes near his back legs because Ben goes there usually when we're trimming his feet. So he has to lift his feet up and do that for a period of time. So we can hypothesize that this is because, you know, the trimming of his feet is not super comfortable for him. So he says no to Ben. And the way he does that is by looking at Ben with his ears pinned and tension around his nostrils. But we still have to trim Rufus's feet. So we try to make trimming as comfortable for him as we can with just very short periods with his feet lifted and very rewarding while we are trimming. And at the same time, we're doing everything we can to best manage his arthritis. But it is likely that one day we'll have to use alternative ways to trim his hind feet. Now, in these three examples, we have a really good idea of why the horses were saying no, but this isn't always easy to figure out. And in these three examples, the no's are fairly loud. They're fairly explicit. And there are more subtle no's that I suspect we have missed, certainly with Fernando's instance with the rearing and with Rufus's. There are signals that they're giving us before those quite explicit ones to indicate that they're not happy. So in Fernando's instance, that I think was sort of some, um, I would say, a goggly-eyed look, sort of the showing of the whites of his eyes, walking sideways, trying to cut in front of me with his energy quite up. And with Rufus, you can see his, his discomfort as soon as Ben starts to get near his hind end. He can be still a few metres away, but you can see him start to be watching Ben and turning to look at him and sort of wary and alert. And uh, his movement becomes faster at those times too. So there are certainly signals happening before the explicit knows that if we're savvy enough, we can pick up on. 
Here at Abbey's Run, we work with our horses a lot at Liberty so that they have heaps of choice to say no and they can do that really clearly to us by moving right away. And part of the reason we do that is not for some kind of, you know, great showy purpose. It's because I have a lot of my own baggage and learned history of not listening to the nose with horses in the past and making horses do my bidding. Because this is what I was taught, right? This is what a lot of us were taught, that this is what you did. So for me, working with our horses at Liberty is really helping me to try and break my habits of forcing the horses to do what I want. It's really important too that we we stop and take a second here and and just say that when a horse has never had the opportunity to say no before in their handling and their riding, and suddenly uh, you you give them choice and you listen to that no and respect it, they may say no a lot initially. And it's worth listening to this. And it's no shade on you as the handler or the rider. This is the horse having a voice and expressing that voice for the first time. And they're giving you really useful information when they are saying no. And I say initially because often after time, when the horse learns they can say no and that will be respected and listened to and taken on board, they will start to say no less and they'll want to work with you more, which is really super cool. And when they have the choice to say no and yet they choose to work with you, that is super cool, super powerful stuff. So what do you do when your horse says no? What do you do then? Well, I think the very first thing is don't take it personally. Like I said a second ago, no shade on you as the human, right? The horse isn't saying no. They didn't wake up that morning and say, hey, I'm going to stick it to my human today by saying no, I'm not going to do the thing. They've got their own reasons for saying no and and it's nothing against you as the human. So make sure the very first thing is don't take it personally. It's it's not something thrown at you. The very second thing I think we have to do when a horse says no is you have to listen to the no. You have to pay attention to the no. And this is actually a massive point around safety with our horses, right? If we don't listen to the no's, the chances are that they're going to escalate. If we don't listen to those whispered no's, the chances are that they'll escalate into behaviours that are undesirable and might be damaging to us and damaging to the horse. So we listed some of them before. It might be the biting and the bucking and the bolting or the kicking. And we don't want to get hurt when we work with our horses. We want to stay safe. So if we can listen to those no's and respect those no's, then we stand a much bigger chance of being able to keep us and the horse safe. The third thing to do, consider if the thing your horse has said no to really has to happen just now. Does it really need to happen now? Or can this thing the horse has said no to be done later or tomorrow or in three weeks time or in a month's time when you've had the opportunity to maybe address why the horse has said no or to work through a training process? If it doesn't have to happen right now, and this is the fourth point, if what the horse has said no to doesn't have to happen right now, do something else instead or finish up your session. It's okay to call it quits there. Again, no shade on you for being the rider who, you know, opts not to get on your horse because they've said no. They don't want to come to the mounting block. Or, you know, if it has escalated to the point where you've fallen off, don't get back on. It's a really clear and explicit no from the horse. You know, the horse is just giving you data there, right? So take that on board and then go away and address, you know, why, why did the horse say no? The fifth point, 
if it does have to happen now, like if the thing that the horse has said no to does have to happen now, how can you ask again with some changes that make it more likely that your horse will say yes? What can you change in the environment for the horse that make it more likely that your horse will say yes? And then the sixth point is really important. Take some time to try and resolve why the horse is saying no and look to address the underlying reason. Remembering that it could be pain, it could be a learned history of pain, or it could be confusion. Addressing the underlying reason may take some time and investment, particularly if it's a pain-related issue. It may take some time and investment in diagnostic work to figure out what's going on. Or if it's an issue around confusion, it may take a training process to make it more possible for the horse to say yes. And here's the tricky point, right? When your horse is saying no, you know, they're not able to explain to you verbally, uh, <clears throat> sorry, uh, that'd be a no, I'm in pain, or <clears throat> I'm a bit confused. Sorry, I can't do what you're asking. As the handler or the rider, you're going to have to work through and unpack whether the horse is expressing pain or confusion or a perception of pain, the learned history of pain. And, you know, the first part is to try and unpack that and, and figure out what's going on there. A really important point to remember here is it's really difficult to rule out pain in horses. We'll talk about that more in a future podcast episode, but just to be really mindful of that, if you're trying to work through your horse's nose here, it's really difficult with the diagnostic equipment currently available and the science and the research that's currently being done in equine veterinary medicine and the number or the lack of equine veterinary specialists available and the ones that are available are amazing, but super, super busy. So it can take, you know, it's hard to rule out pain. And it can take some time to try and figure out what the no is about. But gosh, for your safety and your horse's welfare and well-being, it's so worth doing. Now, there are the occasions when it has to be a yes, when no isn't an option. On next week's podcast, we're talking with Dr. Lizzie McCready about emergency response and first aid with horses. When these situations arise, so for some medical and sometimes for welfare reasons, the horse is not able to have a choice to say no. And that's okay. We have to make it as doable for the horse as possible under those circumstances. But it's really important that the horse kind of has to say yes for us to be able to keep it safe and for its welfare. But that's really the only time we want to withhold opportunity for the horse to choose to say no. And when those situations do arise and the horse has said no, but we've said, look, I'm sorry, mate, you're just going to have to do it. You've got a giant you know, cut on your leg or, um, or you've, you're an EMS horse and we've got to get you off the grass. I'm sorry. The key for that is that at that point in time, the horse has no option to say no. And you want to have a look at what you need to do in those moments and say, well, can I do some training for this? So in the future, my horse is more likely to say yes. Just to recap, your horse will say no in many different ways. There are many reasons horses will say no. It is totally okay for the horse to say no. And usually there's a whisper before it escalates to the shout. So if we can catch that whisper, that's fabulous. We need to listen to and respect the no's for our safety and for theirs. Don't take the no's personally. Stop when you hear a no. Take the time to investigate why there's a no and how you can address it. And emergency medical and welfare reasons are the times where a no is not acceptable. So what do you do now? Well, it can be quite a mind shift to listen to and respect the horse's no when so much of the training dogma in the past has had us pushing the horse through and forcing them into a yes and forcing them to do whatever it is that we want them to do. 
I think because it is quite a mind shift, we have to be really patient and kind with ourselves. It's going to take a little practice for us to start to really look for and listen to the nose. So be kind and patient with yourself. Do start to really look and listen to the nose. And when you hear and see them, stop. Take action to find out why there is a no. Thanks so much for listening today while we've talked about uh, what to do when the horse says no. If you've enjoyed this podcast, that's awesome. We love your work. Rate, review and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and let your friends know about us too. Sign up to our mailing list at www.abbysrunequestrian.com.au to be the first to hear about upcoming activities and programs on offer. You can also find us at Abby's Run Equestrian on Facebook. We're delighted that we have our Autumn Start Your Engines Course Plus Workshop happening from the 24th of March until the 2nd of April 2023. Start Your Engines Course Plus Workshops are a week-long online course culminating in a full weekend workshop on site at Abby's Run Equestrian in beautiful northeast Victoria. The week-long course content is designed to fit around your daily work life so you're not needing to take any time off. The course includes short, bite-sized presentations and small pieces of homework to get you thinking and prepared for the weekend. Then, when we get together, it's hands-on and all systems go with us and our horses. Your learners get to stay at home where they are most comfortable. The weekend involves discussion, various games, learning and practicing mechanical skills and hands-on time with our equine team. This Course Plus workshop will help you get started or help continue your learning journey in training using positive reinforcement. We hope to see some of you there at our Autumn 2023 Course Plus Workshop. Show notes from this episode are available online. Join us on next week's episode where we chat with equine vet Dr Lizzie McCready who has taken her profession from on-the-road practice to working with horse owners to improve their emergency response skills. Find out some top tips to improve your equine first aid skills and your equine first aid kit. Our intro song is Ventura by Morgan Taylor via Soundstripe. Thank you to Matthew Bliss for podcast production and consultation. If you'd like him to help with your podcast, get in touch by email at info at Scratches to your ponies from the Abbey's Run equestrian team.